Why am I acting like it's my first time I'm here? Alright, we're just we're chugging along. Hi everybody, welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We are considering more things today. I know. As we said in our last episode, we are going to be moving through a lot of voicemails over the next couple episodes. Can't wait. I know. We have let a lot of them stack up. And there's a lot of really good questions, too. Oh, I bet. We've had some really good callers thus far. I know. I'm very excited to move through these. Before we get into it, I'm actually really excited because when we're recording this Tomorrow, I am leaving to go to LA uh, for the Primetime Emmy Awards. I'm going with Brad. I can't wait. We're going to get dressed to the nines. But I'm mostly excited because... Amy Sherman Palladino is going to be there. She's going to be there. Because she's nominated for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So, like, the fact that I will be in the same room as Amy Sherman Palladino. With her tiny hat. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to look for the hat the whole time. I'm not going to be paying attention to anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to be looking for her hat. Yeah, eyes just scanning the room for a yeah. tiny little top hat. Literally. <laughs> she's a tiny woman, isn't she? I think she's like short? very short. Yes, but of, I don't what know. I've seen of her. You're going to be able to tell us. I might. I don't know. Hopefully. The Emmys are so huge, and I'm going to be up in the nosebleeds, you know? Yeah. So who's to say if I'm actually going to see her? But just the fact that I'm going to be in a room full of people who work in this business, including her, is very exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. Can't wait. By the time this episode airs, it will be... The next day, I'll be on a yeah. I'll be on a plane coming home. Very so, exciting. So uh, right now we're preparing for tomorrow, which will have happened yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of show business. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to share with you guys how it goes. But I'm very excited to get into this today. Like we said, we have a lot of voicemails to move through, and I'm. I love doing this because I feel like our besties always have something really interesting to share, a new perspective that I don't often think about or something that I've thought about before but kind of forgot about it's great I love it yeah and I think some of my favorite questions are ones that like don't necessarily have anything to do with the plot of the show but just like around the show in general because like we're so obsessed with everything that happens that yeah we can like pull back a little um a lot like a question that we were asked uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I mentioned that I had like a silly question for you because there was you one did. that everyone really, really loved, which was when Tara was the bachelorette and <laughs> all of Rory's boyfriends were the contestants. Oh, that was so much fun. I had such a good time doing that. And so I feel like we need to do it again. It is time for part two. Oh my God. It's bachelorette. Time for part two. Oh my God. Tara did not find love. We have to come back. That's why I didn't want to tell you about it. I didn't want you to prepare for it. But this time, the contestants on the show are Lorelai Gilmore's men. Okay. I feel like it's going to be so different. Oh my God. Let's list them out. Let's list okay. them out. We got Mr. Luke Danes, Mr. Backwards Baseball Cap himself. <laughs> Tara's already losing her mind. We've got Mr. Christopher Hayden. Love them and leave them. Of course. Got Max, Max, Max Max Medina. Medina. Who else? We'll add in Alex, Charlie Swan. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, I think we should throw in um, Peyton, John Hamm, just for the the wild card. Um, Am I forgetting anyone? Yeah, you're forgetting Rune. How dare you? Come (gasps) on. fucking class clown of the bachelorette you're gonna forget him it's rune okay so we've got luke we've got chris we've got max we've got alex we've got peyton john ham and we've got rune what about what about jackson's other cousin that's played by ron swanson oh um bo belleville yeah bo belleville (laughs) this is a wild season whoa oh my god okay okay all right here we go it's harder to do it with guys like this because 
I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I don't know if you feel this way, but like Maybe. when I look at like Max and and Luke and and even Lorelai, it's so funny because I am 30. I am approaching the age of Lorelai Gilmore when we started the show. However, these people are always going to be grown-ups to me. Like they're always, always going to be adults. These are adults. Yeah. Despite the fact that I could date any of them. I yeah, I guess I they could would be as well. My peers. Right? But they don't feel like No. Especially peers. Max Medina. Exactly. Max Medina of all of them. He is an adult, an adult, <sighs> and I am not. Yeah. No. I, I just, so it's hard for me because with Rory's boyfriends, you know, we met them at a time when they were like young and chaotic and yeah. perfect contenders to be on The Bachelorette because I feel like it ranges from like early 20s to early 30s, whereas we're talking about men that we've met in their early 30s and like yeah like surpass the, time the scope the of like their 40s you know what i mean well i guess like at the time in the show they were the appropriate age to be on the bachelorette they were kind of on the older end but yeah yeah i was about to ask are there old people i mean not old people but you know what i mean like older people i think it depends on the bachelor or the bachelorette and their age because with claire crowley like they gave a wide spectrum because she was 39 and so oh wow yeah so they gave a pretty wide spectrum wider than i think they would for a bachelorette who's say 24 25 26 you know so it really depends all of that is to lead us into what i'm about to uh (laughs) concoct in my mind on the fly Are any of them ready to get married, do you think? Well, we'll find out. We're about to find out, aren't we? All right. So listen, there's always someone super chaotic, or at least on some of the best seasons, and mostly on The Bachelorette, not The Bachelor, because men are chaotic. Not that women can't be chaotic, but like men are chaotic in sometimes like a barbaric way on The Bachelorette. (laughs) So like night one... Bo Belleville showed up just for the open bar. You know what I mean? Like he said, I want to go on and get laid. um, So I'm going to try to make it to Fantasy Suites. But I know that I will probably only make it to this night. I can't believe they chose me. So I'm going to really take advantage (laughs) of the booze. Bo Belleville gets so drunk that he takes off his shirt and he falls in the pool. And the producers have to fish him out of the pool. (laughs) Rune was egging him on the whole time because they're family. Yeah. No one knows, but they're family. Oh. It's a big secret. It's a secret no one knows. Mbop Hansen. You know? (laughs) So So, if they like paid close attention, they'd be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Bo falls in the pool and they're like, hey, man, you got to go. I come out and I'm like, excuse me, sir, you have to go. Can I walk you out? And I walk him out. He's soaking wet. It's so nice that you walked him out, though. Well, I have to. I'm contractually bound to to walk this man out. Oh, okay. And then I walk this man out. He is dripping head to toe. He's literally like, you know, those like footsteps that people make when yeah. they're soaked from head to toe. That's Bo. Like his foot smushing, slushing. Yes. And oh. Rune is like talking to the other guys. He's like, yeah, man, I don't know that guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know that guy. Is he still dressed like he's an orphan from a Dickens For novel? For sure. So... I give my first impression, Rose, to Max Medina because Max Medina makes a fantastic first impression. He's an incredibly smooth talker. He's not bad to look at. You know, he um, he seems very interested in me. He's very interested in me. I bet he is. Yeah. So we're moving through this. And Rune is just the kind of guy that never wants to participate in the group dates. You know, like we do yeah. like, you know, mud wrestling and he's getting upset because he doesn't want to wear real? the do costume. Do the yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. He doesn't want to wear the costume. <laughs> 
He says, this is embarrassing. He pulls me to the side and he says, listen, this is embarrassing and I think you're better than this and I know I'm better than this, so I'm going to go. Rune self-eliminates. Wait, what? Yeah. Rune self-eliminates? Self eliminates because he says, I'm better than this. I'd like to go bowling oh. and I'd like you to come with me. <laughs> and I say, no. He asks you to leave? <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. You weren't too tall for him? You're kind of a short girl. No, I'm a short girly. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, you were totally his type. So I give a one-on-one to John Hamm's character, to Peyton, because I want to get to know him. He made a really good Ooh. first impression on me, you know, night one. I almost gave him the first impression, Rose, because he's very, very good at the banter on the very onset. Charming. Right? Yeah. Right? I take him on a one-on-one. And he is just the most painfully boring man I've ever met in my life. He talks about his mom and he talks about his car and that's it. So he's got to him. The rose is sitting on the table and I pick up the rose and I look at him and I say, I can't give you this rose tonight. I just have stronger connections with other people. (laughs) And then I I dramatically put it back down. And I ask him if I can walk him out. Does he let you? And he agrees. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. Was he really into you? You know, I think in the talking heads, I find out, you know, when we rewatch the season that he told the camera that he thought that I could be the one he could see his (gasps) life with, you know, with me in it as end game. But I just, I don't know where he got that impression. You know what I mean? Boring as fuck. I know. Move along. (laughs) That's okay. He'll be on Paradise. So. (laughs) He totally will. Boring the fuck out of someone on the island. Truly. I'm very lucky. There really hasn't been a ton of drama on this season. Oh, wow. But the person who seems to be the most surly with other people and is rubbing people the wrong way is Luke. And I don't understand why. Because Luke and I have a really good connection. I mean, he's very... He's very easy to talk to. He loves coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. Um, he seems to have a soft spot for me, but I can tell that he doesn't get along with the other guys in the house. Oh. Well, he's not there to make friends. No, he's definitely not there to make friends. Yeah. But the person that he, like, really doesn't get along with is Christopher, who I also have a really strong connection oh. with. It's starting to get difficult. So then we go to Amsterdam because where else would we go? You know, we go to Amsterdam. Honestly, where would you go? Right. That's where you (laughs) And even though Alex and I have been on a one-on-one before, I take him on a second one-on-one because I want to be confident that I bring him with me to hometowns and I'm not quite confident about that yet. So I bring him on this one-on-one, we frolic through the tulips, we go on bike rides, and then, you know, (laughs) we get to the end. You're frolicking. Okay, you're frolicking, you're frolicking. Oh, man. (laughs) On a bike ride. (laughs) And I just, I feel like this could be the guy. This could be the guy. But, like, I can't tell how he feels about me. And every other guy in the house, you know, Max, Christopher, Luke, they've all made it clear how they feel about me. Luke, not so much, but Christopher literally wants to marry me. Max Medina literally wants to marry me. But I can't get a clear answer out of Alex. So I take him with me to hometowns because I'm like, you know what? (gasps) I still think there's something here. So the hometowns are these four men, right? And I go to visit Alex. And the thing with Alex is that Alex is a single dad. You know, he's divorced and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just moreover that I don't feel like I'm ready to be a mom. You know, I want to make sure that if I'm going to get together with someone, I want to be confident that like I 
you know, I'm I'm ready to take on that role of mother motherhood because they're kind yeah. of young. So you came on the show to find love. You didn't know that you're going to find children as well. Exactly. So we get to the rose ceremony and it's down to him and Max Medina. What? And I choose Max Medina. Now I'm left with Max, Christopher. Oh my god! And Luke. I thought we like skipped forward and you were ge- you were no. I just Max mean Medina. like oh, I've given Chris wow. a rose. I've given Luke a rose, and now I oh. I just with Alex. I just can't get on board. Yeah. Has he so, made, I feel like he hasn't made his feelings known as well as the other guys. He's also opening up a new business, you know, the coffee shop. So he has a lot going on. And I just he think does. he needs right. to he needs to be single, you know? Yeah. Wait, when you went to when you went to hometowns with Luke, where did you go? We went to his diner. It was really yeah. lovely. I met his sister. She's kooky. Oh, you met his sister. Yeah, I right. met his I met his sister and her husband and they're they're very interesting. Oh, so yeah. um that was fun. <laughs> Max Medina didn't introduce me to any of his family. He um just brought me back to his apartment and I said, This is not fantasy sweets, my dude, but I still had a good time. <laughs> And then Christopher introduced me to his parents and they kept telling him to like tighten his tie. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get down with this. Yeah. So oh. we go to Fantasy Suites, which gives us a a good opportunity to like really get to know each other one on one. And it's hard because I actually am very invested in all three of these men. Wow. Your heart <sighs> is divided. But what Luke tells me that he has a daughter <gasps> and he's been hiding this from me the whole time. <gasps> So oh my God. I get very upset. I don't know what to do. I say, turn the cameras off, turn the cameras off, turn the cameras <laughs> off. I'm hysterically crying. Did they I go into off? the bathroom. No, of course not. I go into the bathroom. I shut the door because it's the only place I can have privacy and you can hear me sobbing on the other side of the door because I'm blindsided because I was probably going to pick Luke at the end of it all. You know, like I had Whoa. a really strong connection with him. But and how can I be with someone? just left Alex. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, Luke knew that. I said it. <gasps> to them in the rose ceremony like I'm not ready to be a mom so that's why he told me you know I just need you to know I have a daughter and I didn't want to tell you at first and I just like I can't get down with someone who would lie like that and who would hide something from me like that so yeah Luke goes home it's a mutual decision he says you know I shouldn't have lied to you but I'm really not ready for this and I say I'm not ready for this either and I don't know if I can trust you so he leaves wow so it's down to Christopher and Max. I never saw this coming. And as we know, Christopher also has a daughter. But oh my god. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> as we know, Christopher As we know, Christopher also farm. has a daughter, but he's been very <laughs> honest about it so far and he's been more forthcoming with me about his feelings more so than Alex was. So like I'm really inclined to pick Christopher. But the one thing that really gives me hesitation is actually less that he has a daughter because I think that if I'm like truly in love with somebody, again, not like Alex where like I didn't feel like I knew his feelings and not like Luke who hid his child from me. Well, I feel like with Christopher, we love each other enough that like I would take on that role of motherhood. Yes. Like I love him. I love Max Medina. Wow. So Luke goes home and I'm left with Max and Christopher. Yeah. And I get a knock on my door and it's Jesse Palmer, who's the host of The Bachelor. Oh, I didn't know. I was like, he's not a Gilmore girl. And he's like, there's been a situation. And I say, what? And then you see footsteps walking down the hallway and 
then it cuts back to Jesse and he's like, we've had someone who was eliminated early on who has come back and says that he wants to fight for your love. Does this happen? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Usually Whoa. earlier on. But this is an exciting season. It's spicy. So wants to fight for you. That's kind of that's kind of intriguing. Yeah. Like you want to fight for me? OK. You see footsteps walking down the hallway and it starts to pan up. And then in my doorway is standing Jason Styles. <laughs> And I'm like, Jason, I didn't even mention you before. <laughs> it's almost like we forgot about you. <laughs> it's almost like I completely forgot about you when we were going down this list. <laughs> it's almost like we accidentally omitted you. <laughs> and then in the middle of it, yeah, I had to he was eliminated <laughs> very early on. You know, we didn't really get a, a time to connect. Um, and he was a really good sport about it. But. He comes back. Wow, you made a real impression on him. And I did. He made zero impression. I did. So we really expedite the process, and he goes to fantasy suites with me just so we can Whoa. have a little one-on-one -on -one time and just talk. This escalated very quickly, which changes a lot of things because honestly, I'm getting to know this man, and I'm like, wow, I really like you. Except in fantasy suites, for whatever reason, he wants his own room. He wants his own bed, and I'm very confused. Oh, yeah, it was very weird. But but okay. not, you know, I mean, for two people who don't really know each other too well, that's okay. That's I'm fair. Okay. That's totally fine to get to know you i know wow. now i have I kind three of admire men that and jason shows up to the rose ceremony and max and christopher are so fucking confused they're like a yeah. who is this guy i don't even remember his name b <laughs> what is what is he doing here where is luke so i tell them luke has left and and jason is joining us and there's a lot of commotion now yeah oh my god i bet they are so angry i know i understand they, they thought it was just between the two of them Whoa. so it's down to Jason, Max, and Christopher in this rose ceremony. And I choose Max and Jason. <gasps> and I send Christopher Chris home. Chris goes home? Because Christopher Whoa. and I have very deep feelings for each other. And to be honest with you, he is the one person where I could have moved past. I could have moved past this with Luke, but he lied to me. Like, I could have moved past the fact that... You know, I'm not ready necessarily to be a mom, but Christopher has a daughter because the feelings were so strong. I didn't have that yeah. necessarily with Alex. So yeah. with Christopher, I could really see myself, you know, stepping up in that role because I loved him so much. Right. But his parents are just the worst kind of people. And uh. I can't get on board. And so I just didn't want to subject myself to that life of feeling very yeah. um, stifled, so yeah, judged. Yeah, yeah. I and just when you I have had such to say feelings goodbye. for the other men. Exactly. You know, Jason yeah. was able to come in and really, you know, wiggle his way into my heart. So um, now it's down to <laughs> once we remember. So them. <laughs> now it's down to Jason Styles and Max Medina. Whoa. This and I truly never saw coming. I know. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 
15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. So I bring them both home to meet my family. And they love both of them, but they really love Max. I mean, they love Max because on paper, Max is perfect. And they like Jason a lot, but they, you know, they're not entirely, entirely on board with him just yet, especially because it's still so fresh because, you know, he just came back um, into my mind. (laughs) So um, we have a lengthy conversation and they're like, we really, really like Max. And so I decide to give my final rose to Max. Jason just came in way too late. Max and I have such a strong connection, but then we get outside of, you know, the the cameras. We get off the yeah. camera, yeah. and it just doesn't work. You know, Max is a good, good man, but it's just, yeah. it's not there. And then Tom the contractor comes out at, after the final <laughs> rose. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I say, this is my husband, Tom the contractor. Wait, you were married this whole time? No, I married him in between. Oh. <laughs> so in both scenarios, I end up with Tom the contractor. And that is... Is he... He's one of the producers on the show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Both shows. Both versions of The Bachelorette. <laughs> well, this is two alternate universes. Oh, you're... you're yeah, you're right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What a journey. Every time. What a journey. Mm. What a journey for Jason to have been there all along. We just didn't say anything about him because he was just so forgettable. (laughs) 
besties me know you were screaming the whole time that yeah, we were we, like, we, we, yeah, <laughs> this person, we're not forgetting anybody, are we? Bo, we we're, we're forgetting about Bo Belleville. <laughs> I just love, I love your love for Tom the Contractor. That Thank you. In every universe, in every instance in which you end up with men from this show, your heart never strays too far from where it's meant to be. It doesn't. Hey, you know who we also could have included? Derek. The guy who goes on to play the cop in Pretty Little Liars in Runaway Little Boy. We also could have included Kirk because he asks Lorelai on he a date. He does. You're t- oh, man. Kirk on The Bachelorette? That would have been rad. He would have joined Bo <laughs> in the pool. He wouldn't have had to be drunk. He would have just been excited. No. He would have brought floaties. Yeah. He would have had a lot of fun. I will say we did name a lot of men before we landed on Jason <laughs> We sure did. Uh, but anyway, that was so much fun. I'm sorry that the outcome was still the same, that I end up with Tom the Contractor. But I hope you guys Don't had a apologize. Good time. Don't apologize for the heart for the love. ending up where it needs to be. Yeah, when you're right. love is real, nothing else matters. Totally right. right. <laughs> All right, let's get into some more silly questions. I yeah. love it. So this first one that we have up is one that I think that you're going to enjoy. And I might already know your answer to it. Okay. Hi, besties. My name is Caroline, and I just got done watch, listening to the last podcast just posted about getting, going back to school. And I thought of a question. If you could make a spinoff of any character besides Jess, of course, because they, you know, they tried that, who would you choose? I thought of this because you're talking about Paris's perspective about moving into Yale. And that's it. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. I love this. I love this question. Did you think I was going to say Tom the Contractor? I did not think that you were going to say Tom the Contractor. <laughs> Tom's tools. <laughs> yes. Tom the tool man. It's like uh, it's like home improvement, but not. <laughs> so we've talked about this before on pod and off pod. I would love to see a prequel series to Emily and Richard's story and to that life. And if you would consider that to be a spinoff, I think that would be I think because we know that one, if you could pick another character, because we we know that we want the prequel. We know that we have Jess's spinoff. But if you could pick like one character in the style of like Jess's, who would it be? Because I think that both of our answers would be the prequel. Because that's like the of most like, plausible one that and like, also everyone is so very exciting. In. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this would be fun, chaotic, all of the above, or boring because we're not necessarily invested in them. But it would have been really interesting to see Madeline and Louise at college. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if I had to pick one character, it would be Dave Rogowski. Oh my god. So the OC. <laughs> yeah, so basically the OC. So if anybody wants to watch, oh. let me know. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, I just want more Dave Rogowski. You're right. My like my, my first instinct was like somehow like the we just watched Emily in Wonderland. So like Mrs. Kim and Emily interacting. Ooh, yeah. Like, some way to find like more of that like for some reason like my first instinct was mrs kim and like all the people that come into the antique shop or just i don't know i just want to see mrs kim and emily interact more or maybe even maybe it is just emily like what is going on in her life because when emily and michelle meet Uh, too i know 
I just love that. Totally. I don't know. I would also love a Townies spinoff where it's just about the Townies that we love. Yeah. We've talked about these two characters a lot on Patreon because we're like nearing the end of our season one rewatch. I would kind of really love to see a prequel series about Lorelai's early days in Stars Hollow, but really have it centered on Luke and everything he Mm. went through with like his dad getting sick and dying, taking over the diner, Liz as like a young, like wily teenager and marrying Jimmy and seeing Luke meet Rachel and seeing him like build the diner and like seemingly build this life with this girl who was so exciting and have her leave and then come back and leave and then come back just to kind of have like Lorelai be a side character in all of this who Luke constantly misses it's like he comes out of the diner (gasps) and she passes and like they never really interact to like Um, explain how she didn't know these people for so long yeah oh my gosh I would love right at some point and have like young Mia come in and like talk to Luke at all times you know kind of be a guiding light for him and like a mother figure for him and see like the young townies oh I wonder if at some point we would see Mia be like oh yeah there's a young girl who her name's Lorelai yeah if she comes in be her friend your friend Mm, fun Mm. so those are those are my spinoff series suggestions and prequels because I love a prequel yeah oh my gosh those are I want both of those prequels I know and then I guess the Dave Rogowski spinoff called oh, The I know. OC. <laughs> I know. Totally. Thank you so much for calling in, Caroline. Loved that question. Um, this next one is uh, a coffee-related question. Oh, and I already love it. Nothing is Gilmore Girls if not coffee. Mm-hmm. So let's hear from Abigail. Hi, Bessie's Tara and Haley. This is Abigail. Um, so my question for you, uh, obviously, Gilmore Girls is a big coffee show. I know you guys have talked about your oat latte and soy latte that you guys like to drink on the show before. Um, so I was curious um, if you guys had, like, an idea of a, a coffee drink that you would, say, describes Lorelai and Rory's personality or maybe even someone else on the show's personality, um, like maybe a fun coffee drink, not black coffee because we already know they like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Also, I have never wanted to watch Bachelorette before until, uh, Tara broke down the Bachelorette with the boys. Um, so I just thought that was hilarious and I had to mention that. Um, okay. Love you. Bye. Oh my God. Abigail, I'm so glad that I've gotten you to join me on the trash TV roller coaster. Welcome. Everyone it's loved a it. Ride. I love that she ended it with okay, love you, bye. <laughs> I know. We love that. Um, also a fantastic question. Oh my God. Okay, first of all, I think we have to establish do we think that these girlies would be like plain regular milk drinkers? Oat milk, soy milk, almond milk? What do we think? I think they'd drink regular milk. Interesting. I think Rory would drink oat milk. Oh, okay. Like, I think she'd, like, hop on that train. But I agree with you. I think that Lorelai would keep it, yeah. keep it regular. Yeah, do you think she would keep it from Lorelai that she's drinking oat milk? Absolutely. Because <laughs> Lorelai would make fun of her. She would be yeah. like, what? What are you drinking? Personality-wise, what coffee drink would would it just be like oat latte like that's Rory yeah for me Rory is just kind of like a plain oat milk latte with a little bit of cinnamon on top cinnamon okay kind of just not sweet yeah she's no she just seems to be like a very straight to the point girly like okay and honestly an oat milk latte with cinnamon on top is like one of my favorite things to drink especially in the 
warm warm months yeah not sweet or in the in like the cold months when you're wanting to keep warm the warm months meaning i drink my coffee cold year round and if ever (laughs) i have to get warm coffee that's what i would drink i instantly thought she was an iced oat milk latte so Mm. she's a hot she's a hot no i think she could go either way Okay. If you thought that if you thought of her as being an iced oat milk latte, I could get on board with that too. I think it's just I instantly think of coffee as iced. I forget. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you can get that hot. You can indeed. In fact, that's I how it was light. originally served to the human race. But <laughs> wow. I know. No, but I'm I'm with you. Iced all the way. Now Lorelai's a different story. I do think Lorelai would have hers hot all the time. Yeah. I think that she could go for an iced coffee now and then, but she's got like She's got like some sort of caramel latte whip. What is that drink that she orders? It's you ordered a, it. Yeah, it's a fuck. I forget what exactly it's called. It's a caramel mocha swirlicino yeah. with extra whipped cream. Yeah, she's like a like a whole milk cappuccino with mocha and caramel whipped cream. Sprinkles. Drizzled, drizzled with chocolate on top. Drizzle out sauce. the wazoo. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel for like sure. a lot of people are going to disagree because she's like such like a black coffee girl. But like yeah, but Abigail mentioned like that a... like they do drink black coffee. Yeah. So let's you know go outside the scope of that. But to their like personality. Yeah, her personality is like ridiculous sunshine gummy bears. Like yes, yes gummy bears in the coffee. Yes. Ew. I think that'd be terrible. Probably. Did you see <laughs> that they were making like Coca-Cola coffee? Like coffee flavored Coca-Cola? The Coca-Cola people? Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, they had a billboard oh, up yes. for it. It's a it's an energy drink. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm so scared of that. <laughs> but she would try it. She tried the I Coke with the freaky it. lemon in it. What? Remember she offers Jess in Lost and Found the Coke with the lemon in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think that Lorelai's drink would be over the top. Totally. Absolutely. Fully. I do agree. Like, very plain. I think that some days she might be, you know, like something crazy, like yeah. some pumpkin spice, but oh, like yeah. not too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of pumpkin. Yeah. Whereas like Luke, black coffee. That's just who he is. Even though he doesn't drink coffee, right? I think Luke is a black coffee. Maybe like a Splenda. <laughs> but I also think that if Luke had to put milk in his coffee as he got older, he'd be like, I'm having a dairy sensitivity. So he would go for oat milk. I think that he would totally be plant-based. Yeah. Like oat milk, almond milk. Yeah. A little soy. Because mm-hmm. he's always trying to get the girlies to eat better. Yeah. I think he'd be super into the plant base. I agree. In the same way that he would be really irritated by it. Yeah. By the vegan people. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. I think he would still... That's what he's been... He always like, meat will kill you. Red yeah. meat will kill you. Yeah. So he's he's going to be a plant milk boy. I agree. <laughs> Great question, Abigail. Thank you so much for calling in. I loved that. I know. I also like that she knew that you were an oat milk girl. Oh, I know. And that you you did soy. Yeah. Oh, Why did I that make me like tear so up? Much. <laughs> I love them. I, I do. Sometimes I forget that I say things on the podcast and yeah. that people will know them now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That it's not just like me speaking mm-hmm. and everyone forgets it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this last one, I think that you're going to have several answers for it okay. in the same way that I do. Okay. I also love this bestie's name. Hi, my name is Lulu and I have a question for you guys. So the way my brain works is when I'm watching shows or movies that I really love, I tend to pick random lines of dialogue and use them in my real life. And it's not very, like, notable lines, 
But there are lines that I hear I think are hilarious and I just use in my daily life. So tying to Gilmore Girls, one of my favorite, like, random lines is in uh, the Dance Marathon episode where (laughs) Rory, I think this is around, I think this is when they're running in the circle or they're about to run in the circle. And she's like, oh, this game is so much fun. And Rory goes, "Uh uh-huh, big fun absolutely hysterical i remember specifically from the dance marathon episode i can't remember exactly what scene it was but that line i just quote it so often and nobody knows where it's from because it's not like it's or the poodles already or uh something notable from gilmore girls it's a throw-off line in the middle of season three so i gotta know what are your favorite like random throwaway lines that you quote or do you have any throwaway lines that you would quote? Like, I just, I have to know because I can't be the only one. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Well, first of all, Lulu. 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 Love I that know. question. Um, Yes. Yes. There's big so yes. many. I mean, I can't even <laughs> think of all of them off the top of my head because I will openly stop myself, especially now that Brett and I are watching the show together. I have to stop myself from saying things because it's like, now he's going to know that I got that line from Gilmore Girls. I'm not funny on my own. Amy Sherman Paladino yeah. made me funny. <laughs> Some of them aren't even like purposefully funny. Yeah. Some of them are just the Just the delivery, lines. though, yeah. like especially Lauren Graham. I mean, almost all of them come from Lorelai. Yeah. But one that I thought of <laughs> off the top of my head came from Murray in... Paris is burning when uh, she confronts Paris for spreading that rumor. Well, it wasn't really a rumor. It was truth about Max and Lorelai kissing. She says something like, I don't want to hurt Mr. Medina. And Rory goes, well, I take some dance classes because the way you express yourself needs a little work. Like, (laughs) I used to say that all the time in college. Or like when Lorelai is like, oh, you're four years old. Or when she's like, you're pretty, you know, like stuff like that. Two of the ones that I always say from Lorelai is whenever anyone brings a plate to a table at the rest, like any restaurant and Mm -hmm. they're like, the plate's hot. I always say, he called me hot plates. He so (laughs) likes me. Oh, totally, totally. And then when she's setting up Luke's speed dial and she says, I'm number one because I'm number one. (laughs) I always say that too. I love that. There are so many. I'll actually have to answer this at the top of our next episode because I am going to think of so many after we sign off. There's so many that just like don't even make sense as to why I quote them. Like one of the ones that like I say to that effect a lot Mm -hmm. because in season five in um, Say Something when Rory wakes up at Logan's dorm and Colin and Robert Grimaldi and all of them are playing poker they're telling her that she doesn't snore he says I'd be happy to sign an affidavit to that effect mm. I say that all the time oh okay for for literally no reason other than the fact that like I got it from there it's just like one of those like to like hone in on that fact I always say to that effect okay I don't know why but it's from every time I say it yeah. I'm quoting Colin oh, that's so funny <laughs> and it's just such a random line you know what I also say is I always say I'll always say a conundrum or a funny conundrum and that's the first half of a funny conundrum but I want pie um yeah it's just like it's so easy to have that vocabulary just ingrained in you when you've watched a show for so long as many times as we have the other side of that is that whenever anyone says anything that like remotely sounds like it is a quote from Gilmore Girls like they use a word that Mm -hmm. was just 
spoken on this show, I will then like complete the line that they just started just like completely accidentally. Or I'm like, that's from Gilmore Girls. And they're like, that's just a sentence. That's just words. <laughs> Those are just words I just said. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to put a pin in this one because I have so many that I know I say on a regular basis. Whenever anyone asks for um, club soda, one of my favorite lines that Logan Huntsberger says is in But I'm a Gilmore is when he says it's club, club soda is. Yeah. Love. I always I always quote that. Love. These are not notable lines. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, Lulu, thank you for such a great question. So fun. We'll have to come with like a whole list of them because sure. I feel like this could go on and on. Totally. <laughs> Just give a whole transcript. Well, thank you to all our besties who called in today. I hope that I was able to entertain you with another Bachelorette story. Thank you for asking that question, Haley. That's amazing. I love doing that. Those are so fun. We're going to have to find one for you. Oh my gosh, what would it even be? Well, it would be like, tell me a romance novel. Like, tell me a bedtime story, but it's a romance <laughs> novel. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I could probably do it. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Oh, I can't wait. We never know. We never know what someone will call in with. Well, until next time. Until next time. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. We completely forgot about Jason Styles. Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> Here we go. Here we They're go. They're yelling okay. at us right now. <laughs> They're yelling, Jason!